0: Bringing you the truth behind the news. Welcome to The New American.
1: Welcome, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. It's November 7th, and I'm Paul Dragoon. Someone leaked the first three pages of the Nashville Shooters' Manifesto, and it turns out she hated white people. Also, the internationalists have reached a deal to rob Western countries of their prosperity, for all the damage we've caused with our gas-powered cars. We have those stories coming up, plus a conversation with John Birch Society Regional Fuel Coordinator John Schrock about the Agenda 2030 threat looming over Indiana and nearby regions. But first, New York has more corrupt officials than any other. That was a conclusion from PolitiFact a few years ago. Last year, New York Magazine asked the question, why is New York politics so corrupt? It was the headline to an article about a Lieutenant Governor who was charged with five counts of bribery. Before Kathy Hochul, New York was led by a Governor whose COVID era policies maximized deaths among people in nursing homes. A Governor who eventually resigned, not because of his lethal COVID policies, but because word got out that he likes to sexually assault the women he works with. In New York, you can expedite the death of old people, but once you start groping your staffers, then you've gone too far. There's another assault happening in New York right now. It's on the rule of law and our elections. The attack is being carried out by a corrupt attorney general and a corrupt judge. The judge, Arthur Engeron, ruled months ago that the Trump Organization overvalued its real estate assets. The trial is to determine the penalties. As legal expert, Joe Wolverton said during our October 20 episode, this entire trial is made up out of whole cloth. It is indeed a kangaroo court. Nevertheless, former President Donald Trump testified yesterday for almost four hours in the $250 million civil fraud trial. But Trump, the stubborn bull that he is, just can't seem to get over the illegitimacy of the entire thing. The Hill reported that Trump went on offense during a contentious day of testimony. He lashed out repeatedly at the judge and prosecutors in the case. Trump called Attorney General Letitia James a political hack. He also called the judge and James frauds. The judge asked Trump's attorney to take control of his client or threatened to do so himself. Trump's attorney, Chris Keist, told the judge, you're in control of the courtroom, not me. Trump also reportedly cited his grievances from the witness stand. This prompted the judge to tell him this was not a political rally. After the hearing, Trump's lawyer, Alina Haba, spoke to a gaggle of reporters about what happened in the courtroom.
2: But I was told to sit down today. I was yelled at. And I've had a judge who is unhinged, slamming a table. Let me be very clear, I don't tolerate that in my life. I'm not gonna tolerate it here. And you know what, you shouldn't either. Because not every American citizen gets a camera and a microphone. And what I'm seeing is such a demise of American judicial system and democracy miss james came out this morning and said that she knew mr trump and she always calls him mr trump because it kills her that he was the president but the 45th president of this country one of the best presidents we've had has built a great company it's worth a ton more than that statement of financial condition and she doesn't know how to get out of it because her politics won't allow her she calls him a bully she says He's going to bring out racial slurs. He's going to say things today and taunt her. Well, Miss James, you taunted him. Before you came into office, before you saw one record, one statement of financial condition, you taunted him. You said his administration was too male and too pale. Those are her words. She said that she and Michael Cohen We're going to be his biggest nightmare, where I have some news for you, Miss James. Michael Cohen folded, lied, and crumbled. Your star witness, along with all the DAs and corrupt AGs, need to be paying attention to what happens when you let us take the stand. When you let my client speak the truth. And the judge can tell me to sit down. And he can try and shorten my client's testimony. But it is loud and clear. They've got nothing.
1: Here, by the way, is New York's Attorney General talking about being too male and too pale some time back.
2: And so
3: we've got to stand up to the federal government. We've got to stand up to bullies. We've
2: got to stand up to an an administration which is too male, too pale, and too stale. Too male,
3: too pale.
0: Too stale, too male, too pale,
1: and too stale. All right, so joining me to discuss today's stories are CEO of the John Birch Society, Bill Hahn, and John Birch Society Research Manager, Christian Gomez. Christian, I don't know if you would fit in that category. You don't seem too pale, (laughs) but you certainly are too male. Guys, it's 2023. Can you believe this is happening? This is, I call me old fashioned, but that sounds like racism, or is it not? Because uh, she's not white. I mean, I, I don't know where to go with this. But this
3: clearly, this is a very corrupt person well, and of, a bigoted person. No, oh, of course it is. I mean, and we we've seen this. I mean, this is. We, we, look at the larger picture. Okay, when when communists were to take over a country, what do they do? They get the people fighting amongst themselves, mm-hmm. right? Where, and it doesn't make any difference what the topic is, mm. whether it's race. You know, uh, their 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 type of uh, you know their religious status, their status, Their right? yeah. yeah. It, it it doesn't make a difference. You you name your, your your topic and they will will pit people against each other.
1: Yeah, right? and then they have these stooges, which I believe Lenin or whoever reported <laughs> that idiots. useful idiots <laughs> who bring this about. Yeah, but but yeah. clearly this is also endangering. I would I would argue, and I think Trump makes this uh, it's election interference. I mean, it seems like it because it seems like they're trying to throw him in jail. And it almost seems yeah. like Trump's trying to get thrown in jail. I mean, what do you think, Christian? Yeah,
4: oh, this—it's it's, it's, there's no way you can look at this and not say that, that that this that this is not politically motivated. I mean, they're talking about uh, Trump inflate supposedly inflating property values that happened years ago. So why bring this up now at this time when he's running for president? It's clearly politically motivated. Uh, Letitia James, she wants to make a name for herself. She failed before running for governor, and she hopes this will probably propel her to higher office. This is all that this is. This is just a kangaroo court, like Joel Wilberton said uh, when he was here last. It is a witch trial to try to politically persecute their opponents. And uh, this judge, uh, Arthur Engeron, uh, he's... he's, um, he, he's he's a Democrat. He's a member of the ACLU, a self-described um, a self-described uh, uh, free speech absolutist. Yet he'll silence President Trump in his own court. So oh. it's 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 a show. It's a facade. These people are out to destroy the president, but ultimately, not just the president, anyone who opposes their deep state establishment narrative.
3: Well, clearly, they have been weaponized against. The, you know, against President Trump. So not only you know, should, should uh, you know, the attorney general and, and the judge step aside, but these are perfect people to help push the narrative that Trump did something wrong, right? Mm. Whatever happened to the fact that you are supposed to be innocent until proven guilty, it's flipped on its head as as Trump keeps pointing out this attorney general ran on mm-hmm. you know the fact that he was already guilty of something and she, and gosh darn it she was going to get to the bottom of it
1: yeah
4: and the judges already predetermined the outcome of this case he's already said that Trump's guilty
1: yeah mm. yeah i mean this is the trial is for penalties it's to determine the penalties there was and we didn't mention it but there was a set, uh, there was a portion in there where the judge reportedly yelled i'm not here to listen to him uh, you know, because he, he, Trump, I guess, was trying to be stubborn and making his case. And he's like, we're way over. that. We're past that. Like, I've already c- declared you guilty. We're here to determine what your penalties are going to be.
3: <laughs> so he's making the he's making a great appeals case already for him.
1: Well, there, there are they're already <laughs> determined to appeal. But now on the other side of the coin is we have there's lots of reporting now that Biden, uh, even the corrupt propaganda apparatus can't hide the fact that this guy is in Deep water. He is in big, big trouble. The polls are showing all but one swing state, Wisconsin, is not, <laughs> is not on board with him, which I find hard to believe. So uh, they it's coming. They're realizing we don't know how this is going to build up, but we have to keep that in mind. Biden is is in trouble,
3: you know. Yeah. So well, even among members of his own party, you know, you, you've had people on his side that have that have come out just recently, within the last couple of days, and say. He he shouldn't be uh, he shouldn't be running. Yeah, like Axelrod. David Axelrod, yeah. Yeah. You, you, you mentioned yeah. that the other day. Yeah. Yeah. Axelrod
1: and Carville, I think Carville has yeah. said something. All
4: the top Democratic strategists that you can think of uh, yeah. are all calling for Biden to step aside because they they smell defeat. They know what's coming unless they cheat like they did. Well. I'll let people decide what happened in 2020. <laughs> I want to get sued
1: yeah, here. Yeah, exactly. No, no. Well, and with a few seconds left, we should push our election integrity project. You know, we all it, With election season come, you go to JBS.org, you go to action projects and we have restore election integrity and we lay out the problems with our elections and we lay out how those can be solved. So we're going we're gonna to keep an eye on this. This is going to get really interesting. So we're going to keep our, our eye out on it. After this, someone leaked the Nashville Shooters Manifesto. We're going to discuss what's in it.
0: In 1988, the John Birch Society produced a documentary so predictive, it's as though they had a time machine. Out of Control, Immigration Invasion was produced and hosted by investigative reporter William F. Jasper and looks at the growing problem of unrestricted illegal immigration that, in 1988, already saw upwards of 10 to 20 million illegal aliens within the borders of the US. Unknown agents from around the world using the southern border as easy entry. Certainly some are innocent families escaping hardship, but also certainly some are criminals, potentially terrorists. Is it not appropriate that there be some criteria for the entry of any sovereign nation? Why should the U.S. be different than Canada, Germany, Russia, Japan, or every other country on the planet? Out of Control, Immigration Invasion. Watch this time capsule of prescient wisdom at the slash out of control. Welcome back.
1: Someone leaked the first three pages of the Nashville School Shooters Manifesto to political commentator Steven Crowder. Audrey Hale killed three students and three staff members in March 2023 at the Covenant School. She was a former student at the Presbyterian Elementary School. Hale called herself a transgender male and went by the name Aiden. In the manifesto, she refers to the shooting as Death Day. The manifesto indicates the shooting was racially motivated. The shooter wrote, want to kill all you little crackers. Hale specifically targeted children writing, kill those kids. Some of the victim's family members are trying to stop the manifesto from being released. But back in April, Tennessee Senator Bill Haggerty called for its release on Fox and Friends.
5: I think people do deserve to know what took place, what was in the mind of this sick person that committed these heinous murders.
1: The manifesto has not been officially released by the Metropolitan Nashville Police Department because of pending litigation. Rogan O'Hanley said on the social media platform X that something strange stuck out about the manifesto. It was where the shooter wrote, there were several times I could have been caught, especially back in the summer of 2021. Was the shooter already on the radar of authorities? All right, so I'm gonna bring my co-host back in on this. Uh, That's obviously a good question. There have been lots of incidences with these shooters where we learned that uh, they had previous behaviors or even the FBI was on top of them. We have obviously no idea to know why this manifesto wasn't leaked, but we're already getting a sense that this was racially motivated. And I I don't know if our, our listening audience knows, I'm sure they know, but Hale was actually white. So it adds another dynamic to of this. It seems like self hate, and
3: she was obviously mentally ill. What do you make of this, Bill? No, absolutely. And, and again, we go back to the you know the principle of, of uh, you know taking over a country. Uh, you get people fighting amongst themselves. Uh, you replace God with the state. Okay, and when you when you make people into objects, I mean it's a, it's like their humanity is gone. You know there, there's, there's a there's a spiritual aspect of this. Uh, you know, of of good versus evil that uh, many people don't see, but it manifests itself in things that we do see. Yeah. Okay, if that makes sense. Um, So, from a perspective of of, of attacking what's all right and good, this is what the the other side or evil of the, you know, in the spiritual battle does, is it perverts every single good thing that Mm -hmm. God has created. And so, there are so many things that have gone wrong with this whole scenario, I mean, from the fact that um, you know, as you say, the self-hate. I mean, that's 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 obviously something that's not taught. You know, from from um, uh, from the Bible. No. uh, You know, from from. It's not a Judeo-Christian value. Absolutely not. Yeah. Um, And looking at at at, at the traditional family as well. I mean, you know, the 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 traditional family is the is the is the building block of Western civilization, and. You know, and so they are attacking. You know, the family by saying, well, you know, y- y- it could be between you know man and, uh, and a man and a man, a woman and a woman. Uh, you you can uh, you know change your gender. Uh, you know, do do whatever you know makes you you know feel uh, feel good for you know for yourself for the time being. And none of this obviously is, is, is according to, to God's plan. Yeah. And so they are constantly hammering on these things and this has basically been the, the byproduct of what they have been pushing for the last, you know, how many years? I mean, it's, it's, they, they have perverted such uh, society into, into such a manner. That this that is what you get. This is, a- absolutely, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. And, and why is it that they have decided that they weren't going to release this? Because it would give a black eye to that that side of of the aisle,
4: it's exactly right. Phil said it perfectly. Uh, they want to preserve the uh, the the image of the of the transgender movement, and this gives a black eye to that. Absolutely, um, and this is the result of years and decades of promoting. Um, the, the idea that the, all white people are evil, they the slaveholders, that society is built on the backs of, uh, of, of slaves and that Christians are oppressive and that Christians uh, um, are, are trying to... Uh,
1: a theocracy. Yeah, yeah, theocracy, destroy democracy, dis-
4: destroy democracy, destroy uh, <laughs> trans rights, and all this nonsense. Yeah, yeah, and this yeah. person is bought into that, and this is the result of that. This is what you get when someone is educated, um, for not from the Bible, but from mass media and public education and and public colleges and so forth, that this is the result of that, ultimately.
1: And, And so the question is, would this shooter have killed all those people if she wouldn't have been fed these racist ideas and been encouraged in her mental illness? Clearly, anyone who identifies as transgender is mentally ill. I had Dr. Miriam Grossman a couple of weeks back. She's a psychiatrist of forty years. She's uh, she r- literally wrote the book. And I wanted to make sure it wasn't just my naivety, my old fashionedness. You know, it's like so. I asked her the most obvious uh, uh, question, the most simple question. Is there any legitimacy to this narrative of, of, from the transgender movement? Can, is there some, some gray lines? Is there a point where our chromosomes or whatever can mix up and, you know, flu- gender can be fluid? And she said no. No, 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 never. Even with people who are, who are multi-sex or whatever, she says they either have XX chromosomes mm-hmm. or XY. Mm-hmm. There is no way you either are male or female. And in her book, she she which is so well researched, she shows the connection between mental illness and the transgender. So we have someone who is mentally ill.
3: Well, and and they over the over the many decades, uh, they have labeled uh, this this type of, of behavior as mentally um, um, unfit. Yeah, disorder. You know, it's a mental it's a mental a disorder. disorder. Yeah, gender dysphoria.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
3: Thank you. Absolutely. You know, and so it, again, let's let us let us go back to to um, to a quote here. I've got a book here called American Exceptionalism. By art. Thompson. What makes America great? He was pitching great. it last yeah. night. Yeah. So it says here. Uh, John Adams once wrote our Constitution was made for a moral and religious people. It is wholly inadequate to the government of any other and Art writes in here our system was based on the self-governing of the people since they were basically a moral people Once morality breaks down, however, he writes Liberty breaks down and the people have to be kept from violating others rights controls are placed on everyone Okay,
1: and that's what
3: we're seeing, at at least an attempt to see that. Absolutely.
1: There's a there's a Pew poll that shows that up until even the 90s, uh, Christianity was was cited as a a, as a faith that 90 percent of Americans held on to that has since just spiraled down. We're 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 about 60 percent, barely over 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 half. Is it a coincidence that we are seeing the, the the massive amount of shootings that we are seeing mental illness skyrocket? I would argue not. Yeah.
3: Well, and, and I think Christian w- would agree that uh, you know when once you take God out of the equation, where 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 are your your moral guidelines? Yeah. Right. Judeo-Christian uh, based uh, society has the Ten Commandments. Thou shalt not. Thou shalt not. Thou shalt not. Right.
1: Yeah. No stealing. No killing. And
3: when when no you taking other people's wives. When you when you take those those guidelines away, it's a free for all. That's right. So why should we not expect? there to be mass shootings because the the humanity, spirituality of the person is taken away.
4: Yes. They're already being taught in public education and government schools that life has no meaning because we just randomly evolved through millions of years of processes Mm -hmm. and and random chance we've come to be here. There's no value in that. And then once we die, there's no eternity. We just become fertilizer for trees. So if you have that worldview, why would you value life it becomes it boils down to the to darwinism for these people survival of the fittest
1: well so, it, it's also such a nihilistic outlook i mean mm. to, i don't know what it's like to go through life without a sense of purpose, thinking you're, you're a cosmic accident looking and then being fed this garbage that when you see people of a certain skin color, that they are somehow that person is responsible for, you know, all these damages, all these years of, of struggle and chaos and destruction on other people. So when you walk around like that, you're gonna end up like that, you're gonna end up like that person. And then if you if you're mentally ill, and you're encouraged in that, that's what's gonna happen. And perhaps it's as simple as that. Maybe that's why they didn't want us to let know because this is what they've created. They've created this culture. Thank you, gentlemen. Well, hey folks, The New American just released our latest bookazine, a collection of articles on self-reliance. It's called Self-Reliance, Foundation of Freedom. Without individual responsibility and without the ability to take care of ourselves, without government help, we cannot be free. In this Polish Collector's Edition, we have articles on a number of topics including the self-sufficiency of the founders, preparing for a worst case scenario, firearm self-reliance, and the importance of community, among many other topics. The authors of the articles are experts in their fields. We encourage you to get a copy. You can order your copy at thenewamerican.com forward slash shop, or you can call our office, 800-727-8783. Next up, the UN moves ahead with its plan to impoverish the West under the guise of climate change reparations.
5: Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. The Declaration of Independence proclaims God-given rights, and we intend to protect them. Working with people like you for over 50 years. Preserving freedom and building a better tomorrow. Safeguarding the Constitution by limiting government power. We are restoring liberties, educating voters, and leading the freedom movement. Join with us. United, we will defend our rights. We are all Americans. We are the John Birch Society.
1: We agree that capitalists who enjoy the fruits of the developed world must pay for our addiction to reliable, affordable energy. Global leaders have reached a deal to compensate developing countries for climate change, according to reporting from The Hill. Over the weekend, a transnational committee finalized plans for a loss and damage fund, which was agreed to during last year's UN Climate Change Conference, COP27, which was in Egypt. It was dubbed the flagship achievement of the meeting. The plan is to send billions of dollars to poor nations to compensate them for the damages that you caused with your internal combustion engine, your home central heating system, and your appetite for hamburgers. The committee hopes the plan will be adopted at this year's COP28 meeting, which begins later this month in the United Arab Emirates. The new American will be on location to cover the meeting. The plan is for the World Bank to host the fund on an interim basis, and a 26-member Board of Governors to manage it. The board would be made up of a mix of representatives from developed and developing countries. The supposed hope is that developed countries will support the fund on a voluntary basis. The Hill quoted an unnamed U.S. State Department official who was disappointed that the text did not, quote, sufficiently stress that contributions to the fund should be purely voluntarily. That's interesting. Also interesting is the about face from only two weeks ago when the Jakarta Post reported the same committee's climate loss and damage negotiations ended in failure. The article revealed that a series of talks this year have tried to tease out consensus on fundamentals like the structure, beneficiaries of co- and contributors a key issue for richer nations who want china to pay into the fund but the participants hit a hurdle over where the funds should be held developing nations worried that the world bank is controlled by the west at the time Rachel Cletus of the Union of Concerned Scientists blamed the United States and other rich countries who seemed more focused on evading or minimizing their responsibility than engaging in good faith. Interestingly, The Hill also quoted Cletus after this past weekend's meeting. Again, she blamed richer nations, primarily the US, for continuing to evade their primary responsibility to contribute to a climate loss and damage fund. Call me crazy, guys, but as far as i know china and russia are putting up coal power plants and drilling faster than we can come up with the latest green scam so why is it all coming down on us
3: (laughs) because we are perceived as the leaders in the world
4: yeah and also um they don't want to go up to russia and china russia and china are the good guy Uh, this whole scenario that you just described can be summed up in one one fruit and that is a watermelon it's green on the outside but it's <laughs> bloody on the it's inside bloody red on the inside because this is just communism disguised yes. as being for the environment uh, this idea of a fund oh the richer nations uh, the richer western nations is what it's supposed to, yeah, they're yeah. really talking about the u.s canada france uk right japan israel they have to uh, atone for their climate sins so they got to pay to this fund and what happens to that money then it gets redistributed to these poor nations that's what is that that's socialism how, does that e- even if the environment is harmed by man-made climate change, which it isn't but let's say suppose it is does that really mitigate that no it wouldn't and it, it again it's just communism it's socialism and well, we should not pay a penny into this scam we shouldn't how how, scam.
3: how do we get out of pay for this bill well <laughs> again let's let's go back to the bigger picture right mm-hmm. we we all know but, but, but most people don't. Is that the United Nations isn't set up to help, you know, keep peace among, among, well, the, if uh, were, among the nations. Right? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, their, their track record of, of their own peacekeeping troops is dismal. Yes. Okay. But the United Nations, in the long run, is set up to be the world government. The center there. Okay. Yes. Now, as far as, as the, and what does that mean, I mean, we're talking about just what they in their own words say is the new world order, all right? So this world government is meant to rule over all of us. And what better way to help, um, you know, distribute that, that wealth uh, than to get others to think that, oh, since we are, we are so rich uh, and, and we pump out all this, this this carbon. I mean, we have to be responsible, so that you know we are we are giving all this money then over to these poorer nations because of, of our of our white privilege, right? Yeah. So. Of our Western privilege. And what we've done then is we've seeded the point and say, okay, go ahead and tax us to death, and we will just then you know our country will be in such shambles, we'll be able to slide right in underneath the you know a world government because of a problem that they have created. Yeah. But yet we didn't stand up against. And so when you see uh, folks in Congress, uh, Republicans included, as, as well as those that are in state, legislators, state legislatures uh, that, that stand up and say, yeah, you know what, there's a problem with, with the climate and we need to put controls on the people mm. you know, in order to uh, then you know, help the, the environment. We have serious problems and those gutless wonders need to stand up and say, no, there is no such thing as this climate change garbage that is, that is produced by man. Okay. We need to have real leaders stand up to do this.
1: Like you said, we need to get the constituents to to push back. I don't know if you guys ever gone on one of those links on various social media platforms, especially like Facebook or Twitter. But whenever like the United Nations or whoever uh, or even Bill Gates Foundation, they ramble on about these climate uh, change and the reparations or all this. Have you ever noticed Christian, the, the comments, <laughs> like, I think we're on our way to building consensus knowledge that this is a scam. It's a hoax. 95% of the comments I see, at least on those platforms, are people saying this is crap. Mm. This is not true. This is a scam, and it's ruining our lives. What do you think, Christian?
4: I think that after the, see, during the Cold War, you had ha- half the world bought into communism, or at least was oppressed by communism. They probably didn't buy into it; they were forced. They, they were forced to be under communism, but but they were using ideology, the Soviet Union and China, to convince people to support the ideas of Marxism-Leninism and the economic system. But that doesn't really, you know, you, you don't get a lot of devotees to that, except for a few fringe professors mm-hmm. and whatnot. So after the Cold War, what do they do use? They use uh, fear-tacturing, uh, uh, you know fear mongering they use the idea that the earth is going to be destroyed if we don't act so they've they've turned this whole climate uh, fiasco into a religion of their own a, cult. And a a global cult and a global savior which is a global government concept and uh and an economic system of global socialism so that's what this is really is this is just nothing but marxism and communism it's environmental leninism is what it really is mm. and that's what we're seeing um right now. So we have to uh, continue educating, building that educated electorate to uh, not just pull out of the United Nations, but to pull out of every environmental agreement that we're in. It's a shame that in the USMCA, for example, the Trump administration fought hard to not include tying that to the Paris Treaty. Uh, However, they did include several other environmental agreements. And many Republicans, these neocon Republicans, are okay with some of these less, with with some of these uh, not well-known environmental agreements, even in Wisconsin. We're, we have a legislative alert to try to get the state out of uh, Green Tier, which is a Agenda mm. 21 sustainable program at the state level. Many Republicans won't sign on to that. Why is that? Yeah, why is that? Yeah, so <laughs> we have to... Because they keep, believe it? They well, Many well, of them. Yeah, there's a lot of money involved, and they're buying into this nonsense, and it's up to us and the John Burt Society, and all those of you who are not yet members to join so you could help us to educate the electorate, educate lawmakers about this nonsense, because this is not true. And they're selling it in public schools or government schools, and-
1: uh, and, and the education you know. works, by the way. I, I, I wanna say without revealing something that it may not be allowed to, or whatever, but we, we ha- our members have talked to, to various governors, to people in, 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 in federal government, and even the uh, state legislatures, and these people, while they may not, some of them, why they may not publicly acknowledge this is the truth, they do know that the United Nations is a threat. They do know that this climate alarmism is is fake. And I hope we can get to the point where more of them come out and say it publicly. But I think it's happening, man. I think it's happening
3: because people are starting to realize this is killing us. Oh, well, and, and we've got such a, um, I, I guess a a, a good group of, of of folks within the House of Representatives um, that. Uh, that small rebel group yeah and 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 they 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 see it for 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 what it is so for 2024 we've got a real chance of moving the 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 needle on get us out of the united nations and getting the united nations out of the united states yeah
1: we need to do that if we could get roe v wade overturned we could get us out of the un that's been my argument ever since roe v wade jbs.org jbs.org we have so much good stuff there take action action projects you can learn all about these things and then you can learn how to organize next up John Burr Society Regional Field Coordinator John Schrock joins me to talk about the Agenda 2030 plan that's threatening Indiana and nearby areas. Hi, I'm Alan
4: Keyes. I'm the host of IMTV's uh, daily talk show about uh, news and events in America. And I want to say a good word for the new American magazine, Uh, not only because Alex Newman has joined us as somebody who is periodically hosting a show, but because uh, New American Magazine represents an alternative media that is willing to tell people the truth, uh, with so much fake news spreading, spreading about and the fact that right now this country is in an existential crisis, we remember who we are and where we come from and what our principles are or we die. Reading New American Magazine can keep you up to the minute on the issues that are challenging us as a people on which that survival hangs. You can check it out and subscribe at
1: www.thenewamerican.com. Join me is John Birch Society Regional Field Coordinator, John Schrock out of Indiana. Welcome, John. Hey, how are you today? Oh, I'm good. I'm, I'm happy to have you on. We we communicate here and there uh, about a lot of the stuff that you, you, you're doing. Uh, you guys, you RFDs, you work so hard and there's so much going on. Uh, we were talking about yesterday, and one of the things that we were talking about was the carbon capture pipeline. Now, on this show, we've mentioned the carbon capture pipeline numerous times. We've mentioned the pushback, especially in the Dakotas and and, and the the fighting that's happening in Iowa. But those carbon capture pipelines, they're not just threatening those areas that we've mentioned. I mean, you uh, you have information that this is coming in Indiana. Uh, and you're helping raise awareness about that, aren't you?
5: Currently in the state of Indiana, um, it is it is a uh, national project that they have. There's maps that are out there showing where they want to put the pipelines. We even can mm-hmm. get to the granular level of the uh, counties. We have, uh, you know, for instance, my home county, Fountain County, Indiana. We've got a pipeline that they're proposing to go through because we have a sequestration, which is the fancy term for burying it in the ground, yeah. taking carbon dioxide out of the air, putting it into the ground. Um, they have to pump it at a high PSI because you have to be able to have the pounds per square inch to turn a gas into a liquid. But then when they want to pump it down uh, four or five thousand feet, they have to uh, have uh, half a pound of pressure per foot that they go down. So um, there's all those variables and just south of uh, of Terre Haute, or excuse me, just north of Terre Haute, Indiana is supposed to be the nation's largest carbon sequestration uh, site um, across the nation. So um, it's definitely concerning there. This is all being funded by your uh, green energy bills, being funded by your Inflation Reduction Act. Um, It's also tying in... in Indiana with the Mach 2 uh, hydrogen, which is what they're calling blue hydrogen. You'll see a hashtag out there, blue hydrogen. Uh, when you create hydrogen, uh, there is a naturally a byproduct of, of carbon dioxide. In order to qualify for Mach 2 blue hydrogen, they have to go and take the carbon dioxide off of the industrial uh, point. Uh, uh, it's a, the point capture at the industrial uh, process, and then they pipe it down the pipeline to go into the sequestration point. Mm-hmm. That's an Indiana. We have across, we've got uh, maps um, of uh, three major pipelines coming out of Florida, three coming out of uh, Michigan. Um, It's crisscrosses the entire United States.
1: Who are the uh, pipeline companies who are pushing this? We know that Navigator pulled out of the Dakotas. Are they still involved in Indiana and Michigan or not, or is it Carbon Summit Carbon, or is it totally different companies?
5: Totally different companies. What no we, kidding. In, wow. in Indiana, we have Valero, we have Tenaska, and we have British Petroleum. You mentioned uh, BP's, in there, BP's huh? involved no in it. Oh, yes. Uh, but They're you, on
1: green. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's getting in on this bracket.
5: Everybody's getting in involved because there's so much money because it goes to the carbon credit Uh, System. They get a a carbon credit for taking it out of the air. They get a carbon credit. I mentioned the point capture uh, system, uh, but there's also the direct air capture. That's the dirty secret they don't want to talk about. They talk point capture, which is taking it off the industrial process. We're going to be global partners, John. We're going to be part of green, a cleaner environment. And then they just say the magic words, direct air capture. But nobody knows what that means.
1: I think you do, John.
5: Well, so when I (laughs) researched it of what is direct air capture, it's literally systems that go and suck carbon dioxide out of the atmosphere. Well, they can suck as much. There's no, there's no uh, limit. There's no hindrance in any regulation. There's no law that's on the books. They can suck down to zero. We're actually talking carbon dioxide. Back when we were kids and we were supposed to be paying attention in school, they talked about photosynthesis, six parts of carbon dioxide plus six parts of water plus sunlight inside of a plant, and then it uh, gives you one molecule of glucose, And it belches out six molecules of O2. (laughs) I had to go back and I had to go and Google that one. (laughs) Well, that's what we're gonna be interrupting. They can suck all of it out and there's no hindrance on it. And they're making money on it. Yeah. But you mentioned Navigator, you mentioned Summit, you mentioned Wolf Carbon Solutions, all of those being owned by BlackRock. Well, it's strange to note as BP are is they?
1: Because I knew Navigator was working with some of as well,
5: and and, uh, and Wolf is what I was uh, no informed surprise. of. Well, BP also has a large controlling uh, a part that is owned by Blackrock. Well, Black, well.
1: yeah, and Blackrock does have large uh, shares of every major company, so that makes sense.
5: Yeah. So it's a global what I like to talk about with people in my area is it's a global uh, agenda with a local impact. We always like pointing other places. Oh, John, I know that's happening over there. Yeah. But then when we realize they have granular level maps of where they're going to put it inside your county. Mm -hmm. That's really where we need to be able to be involved. Get down to the county commission. Get down to the state house. We're of one of I think it's seven or eight. Uh, states in the state of Indiana that we are taking long-term uh, responsibility. The state is taking long-term responsibility uh, for the carbon sequestration
1: uh, wells. So, Indiana's it sounds like are coming to terms. You're helping them realize what this is about. You you may have hinted at, at action a bit, but is that part of is that part of the action plan here to stop this? Is go to your courthouse and and and, and do what help other uh, help your your municipal uh, leaders realize what this is about help them to stop it or or at least in, in tell them to stop it pressurize pressure them to stop it
5: so the state of indiana is in a unique position right now we are one of uh, the se- the 7 or 9 states i can't remember exact number um that we are taking long term responsibility for the um for the for the carbon uh, wells they filed uh the uh house bill 1209 in 2022 mm-hmm. uh where the state gets that responsibility we have to work on that so the 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 counties have been um it has been taken away from the counties the responsibility to vote on this and so we have to go back to the state in order to get that bill repealed
1: mm-hmm. okay and what what about the uh, surrounding areas, Michigan? I think you you had also mentioned Illinois. It sounds like uh, you're working there too, right? Helping people realize what's going on. And they're starting to push back. I read some article from Illinois where there was, I guess, a town hall meeting or some, some sort of meeting. And people were like, this has to stop. We cannot, we, we will not allow this to happen here.
5: There's a lot of farmers and landowners that are becoming aware of this. Because as we get the truth out to them, when you go and put carbon dioxide into the ground you're going to be down they're, they're targeting the mount simon sandstone geologic structure that is where they're headed towards um and so when you go and there's water down in the mount simon uh, sandstone geologic structure and you insert carbon dioxide when you insert that it becomes carbonic acid and so sandstone is very easily dissolved in acid mm-hmm. so th- they would know is that then there would be uh, cracks in the in uh, the capstone And it would then uh, have uh, fissures, if you will, transmissive faults um, in that. And so it's easy to get the people, once they understand what it is. Talk about direct air capture. Talk about when you, uh, these facts, when you inject carbon dioxide into water it becomes carbonic acid. Then they go down to, to your question about Illinois. Yes, we have been involved in Illinois. There is a large group, um, that is, uh, a getting together in Illinois and in Indiana. Each state has different rules and different mm. regulations. The important thing to do is become educated about what is your local, um, State's laws in in Iowa, I believe, is this battle was all fought at the county level. Well, in Indiana, the counties have already been legislated out by the state that they don't have what's called home rule. So they they have no say so in this carbon capture. It's coming to the state
1: of Indiana. So the only way you can stop it is you got to go all the way to the top to the legislature. You go to the
5: Indiana legislature and you've got we've got to be down there and have a legislative action day talking with the legislators.
1: Well, isn't that good news though? Because instead of taking it by the county level, you could knock it out in one home run shot, right?
5: But we are up against big money. Every single lobbyist group is for this because it's big money. Maybe let me let me temper that t- a statement i say every single seemingly every single lobbyist group is is for this the number of lobbyists that are for this but the lobbyists aren't the people that are in charge the lobbyists are are just paid actors in order to tell the legislators mm-hmm. the people of the state of indiana according to the constitution of the state of indiana it says the power is inherent in the people so as the people we get to go down there and talk about it with our legislators
1: john how can people join the fight jbs.org take action become a member and become a yet? member
5: uh get signed up um at jbs.org join
1: yes and we we have by the way the way you can find john especially if you're in indiana is you put your zip code and if he's your rfd uh, he'll either or one of your one of our coordinators will get a hold of him and we'll plug you in. This is crucial. And you guys have already done good work. Thank you, John. And thank you, everyone, for tuning in to another episode of the New American Daily. Remember to visit the newamerican.com for more truth behind the news. Enjoy the rest of your day and join us tomorrow for another episode.